This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show! Welcome, guys. We are at week 56 of Tailgate Talks. Got Dustin and Brooks here with me. As always, we're here to bring you all the best and the greatest that we got for you. This is Club Red, where we talk about Texas Tech, what's going on for the university as far as the sports programs. Today, we got a little bit of football discussion for you, and we kick off our basketball Texas Tech season preview. Definitely excited about this. We've been waiting for basketball season to roll around. See what's all going on there. But before we jump into that, make sure if you're not already, follow us on Spotify and iTunes. If it is on iTunes, give us that five-star rating. Drop a good review below. Always appreciate it. Definitely helps us out in the long run there. Uh, Hit us up on our social media accounts. On Twitter, we are at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you do swing by the YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell notification. That way you're notified every time we post a video. It's usually one to two a week. Unless we kind of have a lot going on. Usually Brooks has been crushing it on those edits, but life comes at you and we can't always get them out. But we we do our best to kind of provide some good entertainment there as well. Uh, Personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimber22. Brooks, find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. Lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, email us, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and jump right into the episode. Again, plenty to talk about here. We got to get through. I know we had like an hour-long episode last week for you guys. We'll try and get a little through this maybe a little bit quicker, but definitely going to bring you the best info that we can. This is Tailgate Talks Club Red. All right, and we are here, guys. What's going on? Hopefully you had a good weekend. I know Brooks mentioned a little bit earlier that he was excited to kind of have a nothing weekend. Uh, Dustin, how was your week, bro? Well, it was Halloween weekend. We had a housewarming party for our buddy Lane, and that's cool. why I also did not watch the Oklahoma game, so I kept myself <laughs> preoccupied. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good little Halloween slash house party for him. Yeah, yeah. Always good. Yeah, it was all good, man. Uh, well, cool. I guess uh, let's go ahead and jump into the first topic, which is Texas Tech football. Oklahoma, or we, we had the uh, game versus Oklahoma in Norman, and uh, Texas Tech gets defeated 52-21 in Cummings' first game as the interim head coach. Uh, Brooks, what's your uh, initial thoughts and reactions to the game itself? The game went how we all expected it here. Um, we were all pretty... Uh, thinking that this was going to be the case. Meanwhile, Tech Twitter kind of took on a life of its own, getting that, you know, false hope, uh, thinking that maybe things would be different. But it was the same football team that we've watched all year. Nothing really changed. A lot of frustrating things on offense. The defense just giving up wide open passes left and right. 
Um, I, I mean, there was so many times that they're, you know, we're rushing three or four and quarterback drops back, throws it down the field and the guy catches it. And there's not a dude within 10 yards of him, just time and time again. So just another one of those just frustrating performances, but it's kind of what we knew going in. So it was nothing new. I just was watching to see what Donovan Smith would do. He played the whole second half after Columbia left with the uh, concussion protocol injury. Uh, so I was kind of watching for that. And, and that was also kind of disappointing because I, I don't think Cumby did a very good job in this game uh, management wise. And then play calling wise, he, he really uh, didn't do a whole lot that got me super excited about it. So in his first test as a, for his, you know, audition as head coach, he, he didn't do a great job. And of course had one of the all time horrible moments in the first half when uh, we had about 10 seconds left and they try to run on the field goal unit and our field goal kicker isn't even on the field and you end up getting, not even getting so in the red zone. It was, it was pretty awful. So, um, but you're going up against the best team of the big 12 on the road and what was a tough week and a new coach and everything, all the changes. So kind of what you expect, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's completely fair. Any, I mean, yeah, we all, we all knew what was going to happen going into this game. Like yeah. it, it, none of this was really a big surprise, but uh, anything to add to that, Dustin? I mean, uh, it's, it's Oklahoma and we had an interim head coach and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They, they literally went exactly as planned. Like I said, I didn't watch the game because I knew how it would go. Hmm. And yeah, after our first touchdown, we were like seven to seven people were like, Oh, we got a chance. I'm like, no, we don't calm down. And then like, next thing you know, it's like 28 to seven. Yeah. And it's like, exactly. See, like we, it went exactly how it should go. We made Williams look good. We made, their receivers look awesome. Um, luckily, Ezekama still looked good, but I mean, nothing to get down about, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's what you expected. And maybe the Donovan Smith numbers, like maybe the plays didn't look good. The numbers look decent. Um, and maybe now we do take him going forward and just see if Cumby can mold a, a, a game plan around him and his skill set and what he can do. And set him up for success better. So, I mean, go ahead and uh, kind of, I guess, transition to that next next portion that we have here, yeah. which is, do you think he is, do you think Donovan Smith himself is enough to take over start, starting QB moving forward? I mean, I don't know if he's any of a better option, like for this current season, the next three, maybe four games, but Columbia's not your future. Right? Yeah. He's not going to get you anywhere. He's not going to get you over any humps. Sure, he might know the offense better. He might be a better passer. Um, but Donovan Smith is younger. He's more athletic. He gives you that running RPO, more physicality type game. And maybe with some actual reps with the ones and a game plan around him, you can make him successful. Yeah. I don't uh, see why not go with him at this point. With the rest of your season, that's – already kind of crumbling and going in different directions anyways, might as well go with a future possible quarterback. I mean, absolutely true. I, I, I think more reps could only benefit him in the school. Uh, Brooks, anything to kind of add to that? I mean, what, what do you think he'd be enough to finish off the season as starter? Well, I think he did enough to earn it in the last game. The problem is Cumby. We looked completely unprepared when he went out there. It was like all we had, were run plays for him 
which kind of speaks to what, you know, speaks on Cumbie's behalf on, on the preparedness of this game. We need to let him do a little more. And so, yeah, I think that's what the rest of the season is to see what his arm can do. Cause when he was throwing the ball, it wasn't bad. Like he was hitting his guys. Now sure. He made some freshman mistakes where he missed a couple guys who were open, but ultimately he didn't make really any bad decisions. He, he was just out there playing against the top ranked team and, yeah. and no game plan and, and managed to put some drives together for you. So give him a chance, I think. And let's see what happens. Maybe, maybe drop some passing plays and not just running plays. And I don't know, have a game plan or something, look prepared for once that would, that would probably help him out, make your freshman quarterback do all the things you can do to give him a chance to be successful. Yeah. Uh, that would be that, that would help. And we didn't really do a whole lot of that last week. And I mean, now you kind of get thrust into why not put him in also because you have this bye week like now he can yeah. have more two than weeks. a week and two maybe two full weeks of with coach Cumbie with the ones with the game plan all that good stuff and Cumbie gets two weeks to game plan for it so all that i think benefits donovan a lot i i i'd like to see him just spend the rest of the season at the start uh, they need to protect him as well as they can because uh, if you're going to kind of try and invest into into Texas Tech's future, then yeah. And uh, kind of, I guess, a little bit of a, um, how do you, how would you say it? Like a, like a cup half full side to this. The back half of our season is a really, really tough back half of the season to worry about. And so you're going to thrust him into like the comp, the, the basically the hardest competition that we would ever have as far as Big 12 play goes. He yeah. saw He saw OU. He's going to see some really good teams that he's going to be going up against. Why not get him as many reps as possible if the season's already going to be a wash? Like, maybe we'll get yeah. one more win. Maybe. That'd be great. But get him his reps. Let him pass. Let him learn. Hold on. Sorry. Let him learn. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Let him learn and and get him get him the experience. Uh, he didn't do too bad. And, and I'd like to see if that is the plan for the future for him to gain as much experience out of this as possible. Um, so Brooks, you're going to be the, the, the one to have to fill me in on this next part. Cause I could, I didn't hear about this, uh, an announcer making a discussion of Matt Wells firing. Uh, what, what happened there? Yeah. So of course, one of the main topics of the game is, you know, Matt Wells was fired. So obviously the announcers were going to discuss that from time to time. And they took a very, uninformed, unprepared, lazy approach to it. And it was very embarrassing. If you followed tech Twitter at all during that day, a lot of tech fans are very upset about it. Um, I, of course, too, was very upset about it. When you have professionals on the air calling your team, you would expect them to be a little more informed on the situation. And all they're throwing out there is that we're five and three, we're five and three. How could you do this? And, oh, they're a third and 34 penalty away from him being six and two and just very lazily making the case that we shouldn't have fired him. And I get it. One of the guys was a former player. So he stands on the player side. Like, how could you do that to them and all that stuff? So sure. Some of his points, you know, I'll take with a grain of salt, but you know, they just weren't looking at the history of tech. They're so entrenched in this take, but yet they know nothing about our program. They know nothing about our three losses. They keep saying our defense has been great this year. Our best defense. Meanwhile, OU's carving us up left and right. And it's Literally. just like, pay attention to what's in front of you, man. Like, pay attention 
go look, do a little research, you know, look into the past years, look into maybe why he was fired. It's not just, uh, you know, that he's five and three and it's not just because he lost that last game. And then assuming that we'd have won that game, even if we got the stop, there is another just stretch because our offense was terrible in that game. It's not like we we're going to go score and ice the game away. So it's just uh, it was a frustrating listen. And yeah. again, it kind of went back to our conversation last week when we were talking about how the general media and like Joel Klatt, it just felt very, very lazy, just like, a very like, lazy take. Like they were and just... they just went on. They went on for like 15 minutes, like a couple commercial breaks and just still talking about it. It was like, guys, like, shut up. Yeah, that's the that situation. They, they had to know that this was going to be a blowout type of game. They had some dead air to fill. And this is what yeah. they chose to fill with, which should have been expected by all parties involved, which means they should have prepared more to your point. Yeah, like, that sucks. Like, that's stupid of them. Just look into the situation a little bit more is all we're asking. Like, like have the sense nope. to understand why the coach would be fired midseason. Like, they look at the past few years. Tweet and just went, that was yeah. the research. And, I'm, like, I'm, I'm do sure the bare minimum. Do the bare <laughs> minimum. That was so. good. That was good, Dustin. <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it's it, it's annoying. You can – especially with Texas Tech, you can tell pretty fast who actually watches us. Yeah. Like, it's it's That's- so easy to tell it. Like, they don't actually watch the games. And, I, I mean, you said it really well. Like, that was basically – the easiest topic they could have made to fill dead air. And they didn't even look into it. They're like, oh, well, five and three and stupid. Uh, okay. I- I'm with you on and, that. I'm with the rest of the yeah, Twitter. It just basically made us try- made us look bad. And, you know, I get it. Like, it's hard firing a coach in the middle of the season. And it's hard on a lot of people when you do that. But at least understand the situation, understand the frustration in the fan base, understand that the program has only gone backwards since he was hired. Yep. Like you gotta right. you gotta see more than just the five and three that's right in front of your face. And and that's from what I heard, that's all they were looking at mm-hmm. and all they were paying attention to. And when you're a fan and you know everything about the program, it's frustrating to hear. Yeah. Guys paid professionally to go do this and not even spend time to figure out why this could have happened. Um, and so, um, but yeah, it was a little bit of a yeah, yeah. bit you know got tech so, fans riled up a little basically, bit. Basically, basically had nothing else. To- an on-air continuation of what happened on Twitter the week before. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, just everybody acting like they're they're a, a professional professional uh, uh, athletic director or whatever. Um, so we have the bye week this week. Thank God. Uh, you know, Brooks kind of mentioned it a little bit. But thank Can't God. Lose. Um, lose. So we do we do gotta kind of be appreciative of that. But that that does give that does give us kind of a little bit of a shot here for Donovan Smith to get, as he said earlier, a little bit more one reps with the uh with the one team and hopefully have a little bit of a, any kind of plan for the uh for the game next week against uh, Iowa State. That'll be on the thirteenth. We don't have a time for that yet, but um any any updates on the coaching search, uh, Dustin? I see you nod your head real fast. Uh, I know we 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 lost the uh, UTSA coach to Trailer. Yeah, Trailer. Uh, so yeah, Trailer yeah. signed an extension with UTSA. He was pretty much where this came from. He was formerly under um, oh his name just escaped me. Who went to Arkansas from SMU for a little bit um, and flamed out from there. Um, he called him and. 
Yeah, I was like, it's not always greener just because there's more money or a bigger program. Um, he decided to say Chad Morris. Chad Morris, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he was at SMU, had a really good deal, and basically took this same path as yeah. what Sonny Dykes and Trailer did. And so he kind of talked himself out of it or whatever, but that was our first interview in, I guess, denial. Um, they have interviewed Sonny Dykes. Apparently it's on the table for him. Um, he's still up in the air of staying at SMU. Maybe TCU job is open now. He might want that and staying in DFW area. Mm -hmm. um, the Joey McGuire bandwagon has uh, really me. revved up, I guess you could yeah. say, and taken off from the station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're on That's Twitter like at all for Texas Tech. It has very taken off. Um, hire McGuire. Oh, yeah. Hashtag that hire McGuire. That He's has the been associate AD, yeah. for, associate AD for Baylor. They kind of went out of their way to keep him two years ago on staff. Um, I don't know a ton about him, to be honest. I do like <clears throat> to be the last thing I say about it that we have taken our time with this. Like, I like that it's been quiet in the yep. past few days, to be honest. And I think that was, I said that last week was. Hey, we can take our time with this now. We can interview everybody slowly, do the research, talk to people. You don't have to do this in a few days and hurry and beat other people necessarily. Um, and you can figure it out slowly and try to pinpoint who you want better. So I think the quiet news out of the athletic office is is good news yeah. for right now. And, and they're going to be doing what they need to do, which is just do the research, find out and look who you're yeah. doing and pull somebody that's not not just like – I, I mean, even I was kind of a little bit on on the bandwagon for that for the uh, was it Dan uh, something from uh, from Georgia their their DC. Um, I was a little bit on that bad bandwagon, but I think that he might be like not the best for our program, even though he's kind of high profile. Uh, just because he'd be moving from Georgia to Texas, from the SEC to the Big Twelve. And then not to mention, you have to try and find a way to make Texas Tech work out. And and I know he wants to, like, chase down, uh, like, a head coaching job, but I don't know if that'd be our best fit just yet, you know? But Yeah, some other names to just kind of keep in mind that have surfaced here uh, over the last couple of days. Alex Grinch, the current Oklahoma defensive coordinator, which I don't really understand that one. It's not like th their defense has been – good by any means but there's been some buzz for him and apparently he uh, is one of our interview candidates there's also mike elko who's the current defensive coordinator for texas a&m who's also uh going to get an interview and then there's some legitimate reporting to it but mike leach's name is in the mix on this uh I, i'm not really sure to what extent but they have mentioned that it is both parties from both sides have reached out and, and about the position. So right. I don't take that what you will. Um, but I mean, you're going to see the leech, the leech people out there supporting that uh, as long as his name is in, uh, in talks for the position. But those are some other names that have been mentioned in some of the reporting to kind of keep an eye on. But I think the Jeff trailer thing really did kind of slow us down give us a chance to yeah. evaluate more people and kind of slow it down a little bit and, and find the right guy. So yeah. those are some guys to keep your eye on right now. And we'll just kind of monitor things as they slowly move along. Um, 
again with leech it just let's uh it's just still the ex-girlfriend conversation it's just what yeah. that feels like and it's just like i mean there's just so many people that are caught up on that like i i got on to red raider sports i got i caved and i got <laughs> i got an account so i could get on those message boards there's so many people that are still just like he'll bring back the glory days they fully believe it they are so caught up in that and want that back so bad um and I mean, but I then mean, what, here's my argument what if he doesn't then how are you gonna yeah that's like, the what question if, that, what yeah. if your girlfriend comes back and isn't as hot anymore yeah. <laughs> or the same the same problems that caused the relationship to end surface yeah. again or, or maybe it just wasn't as good as you remembered it all those sort of things right, can right. happen like um like he's, he's you, not in that part of his career anymore either where he's like no. grinding or whatever he's he's made it and so I don't think he's in that same mind space to where he wants to try to rebuild a program or something like that. I don't know if that's something that is intriguing to him. And, and okay, hypothetical here. Let's say we do get Leech. How many years do you give him until you're like, oh, this was a bad idea? Because that's kind of what happened. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it, it'll be tough. It's it, like that's such a. Yeah, I just don't agree with it. I I, yeah. I think there's better candidates out there right now. Uh, and just yeah. going back to what, you know, isn't always the best thing to do. And a lot of people believe that there's a lot of people that are done with leech and don't want that, but there's still that group of people that believe that the pirates, the only way to go. So yes, we'll, we'll definitely see about that. Um, but that, uh, that does kind of wrap up for our, <coughs> excuse me, our football discussion. Uh, we are on a bye week, so we will be coming back to you guys about the Iowa State game coming up next week. We will be looking into that. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into the meat and potatoes of this one, something that we've all been wanting to talk about for a while, and that's Texas Tech basketball. We're going to be doing a little bit of a season preview. Uh, first things first, obviously. First game tips off Tuesday, November 9th, versus North Florida. Uh, that's obviously pumped. Um Brooks, initial thoughts on the upcoming season. What, what are you feeling over there? Man, I'm excited. I'm really excited to be supporting a, a good Texas Tech uh, athletic program. Um, I'm ready to be back in the USA. I'm ready for a crowd to be back. I'm ready to go get a beer from Club Red during halftime. I'm ready to see swag surfing in the student section again. I'm just really excited to have a regular basketball season back these, you know, the kids playing for us, they deserve it. They deserve, you know, one of the reasons that they're here is because they were promised this crowd and some of them have yet to see it. You know, a lot, the majority of this team have yet to see it. So uh, excited to be back, get this team rocking, get the USA energized and just ready to see us play some basketball ready for the Mark Adams area. Can't wait pump for it dustin anything to add i mean what what are you looking forward to on this uh on this upcoming season yeah the crowd's gonna be nuts especially with the support of our new head coach and all our new team and we're gonna bring the same energy from that that team and that bench and from the fans and raider riot and so um and like brooks mentioned like guys like buzo and marco Santos silva who were new last year haven't yeah got to see the full crowd. Like they only got crowds of like 3000 last year. They haven't gotten the full 15,000 plus like full swag surfing and all that. And so it'll be exciting for them and all these other kind of experienced uh, 
transfers that we have coming in. No, I'm excited for it. And I mean, we've been talking about this, the, all the additions to this roster as they've been coming in week by week over the last about eight months that we've been kind of talking about this. So all, all three of us are excited, obvi- uh, uh, obviously. And I mean, if y'all are watching on the Twitch feed, you can definitely see how hype our arena gets, how pumped our student body gets. And it, it, it's, it's, well, <laughs> What was it? Uh, like every time I think Texas football, Texas Tech football starts off bad. It's always like, and the countdown to basketball yeah. begins every, yeah. Yeah, every single news, year. The best news is we have a basketball game before the next football game. Woo. Yes. That's Ooh. what we were hoping for. Um, so let's go ahead and, uh, and, and touch base on the next topic here, which is the roster breakdown itself. Um, Brooks, you want to kind of start this off here. Who are the new additions to the roster here? Yeah, I'll take the new guys, and then I'll let Dustin kind of break yeah, down yeah. The, the next group. That sounds good. So, new guys, as we mentioned, when you lose a head coach, a lot of players will leave the program. So, coming into this year, I think there was one podcast where we had maybe five guys on the team <laughs> at a certain point. Um, but we have – reloaded the roster and we bring in a lot of new players transfers from you know highly competitive d1 power five teams down to juco down to a kid from lubbock texas so the new guys this year starting off kevin o'banner transfer from oral roberts a lot of people in college basketball will remember him from his time in the ncaa tournament last year where he lit it up for oral roberts on their run to the sweet 16 and we got davion warren one of the top scorers in all of ncaa last year from hampton university came in we got sadar calhoun from florida state a really good three-point shooter bryson williams a versatile big from utep Malik Wilson from Louisiana, Adonis Arms from Winthrop, KJ Allen, our guy, all, most of you might recognize him from Last Chance U where he was at East Los Angeles Community College. And then a couple of the unknowns really, but Daniel Bacho, a transfer from Arizona, and Ethan Duncan, the kid from Lubbock as I mentioned, went to my high school, comes in as a freshman. So those are your new guys. Lots to be excited about here. A lot of experience uh, is what we're bringing in with these guys, guys who have been there, been in the moment, guys who are bucket getters, just all sorts of, of various guys to fill some of the gaps that you lost, um, you know, after last year. So a really exciting crop, a, a new talent that we've got to to experiment with. Ben, now Dustin, okay. Pass the rock over to you. You can take the starters or uh, the returners, returners for returners. us. Yeah. The returners. We do have a few starters on that returning line. I think the biggest yeah. one was the first guy to kind of commit to Mark Adams is Kevin McCuller. He's going to be kind of taking on the point guard-ish role um, for this team. Returning junior, uh, really good defensive player and probably the biggest hustle guy on the team, getting boards, diving on the floor, playing defense for you. Um Marco Santos Silva, big defensive presence for you, big rebounder, uh, returns from last year. Um, Chabuzo, Agbo, Clarence Nadoli got a little bit of playing time last year. Uh, I expect kind of some big jumps from them being in their second and third kind of seasons with Adams. And then, of course, late addition, but always a welcome when you have a first team, all Big 12 preseason guy coming back to your team, and that's TJ Shannon. Um, 
kind of had a disappointing year last year. He was expected to make kind of a big jump um, in his progress in offensive game and didn't really see that. Um, so I, I kind of think this year he takes more of that on, especially with our offensive changes um, in philosophy, um, open the floor up for him with these other guys that can shoot and move the ball to um, take some load off of him. Um, so I kind of expect him to be a big catalyst and make a big jump this year too. Yeah. One thing to point out on this roster real quick, before we kind of move on to our predictions and everything about the roster, you have two freshmen, two sophomores, four juniors and six seniors, yeah. super yeah. seniors. So you are loaded with experience. You're loaded with guys who have multi, you know, a lot of college experience and we know from, watching college basketball in the past from our own run to the True. national championship game a few years ago, having a lot of older guys, guys with experience, guys who've been through the grind really helps teams. There's like, like every championship team usually consists of a lot of, you know, upperclassmen there yep. uh, to help guide your team. So I, I really like the fact that we're loaded with a bunch of guys uh, with four juniors, six seniors that make up the majority of your team. And then, some nice youth in there as well. And, and right now you're, you're not playing anybody that's not a junior or above until you get to Buzo, who's like ninth, 10th or 11th on your depth chart somewhere in that area. Yeah. So that, that experience is going to be on the floor a lot. Yeah. I'm liking it. I'm liking it so far. So I guess uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and look at the predictions for the season. Uh, Brooks kick us off here. <laughs> Starting five for you. Uh, what, nice. what, what is yours? Yeah, and we'll get the, into this a little deeper when we get kind of the offense and defensive expectations for the season. But we have a lot of versatility on these guys. And, I, like, I don't think anybody's going to be able to guess what the starting five is going to be yeah. just because we have so many options. Uh, but my my guess for the starting <laughs> five, and it might not be at the start of the season, but I figure maybe down the stretch this is kind of what it turns out to be. But I got Bryson Williams, Kevin O'Banner. Uh, on your front court, I've got TJ and Kevin McCuller in there. And then kind of my point guard ish, even though he's not really a true point guard would be Davion Warren. That's, that's what I'm going with as I think what will be, might not be your starting five at the start of the season, but might be your go-to starting five. Once you kind of get into conference play or as the season shapes up, I think that's probably, but Dustin, what about what, where, where are you thinking on that? Yeah. Um, to kind of piggyback on, I don't know our starting five and I don't think it matters. I yeah. think we're going to play almost like a hockey style substitution yeah. type team. We're going to run, try to run probably 10, 11 deep, a lot of subs. Um, I kind of think Sil Marco Santos Silva is going to start for you, but Kevin O'Banner is going to play more of that position. If you look at the minutes by the end of most games, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, same for, I mean, all our guards are so interchangeable. I mean, Malik Wilson, one of your better scorers, the shortest guy on the floor. So if you want to go big with all these six, 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 eight guys, well, you put in Calhoun or Davion Warren, and now you're six, eight across the board, six, six, yeah. six, eight across the board. But your guards can interchange so well. Your forwards can interchange so well. If you want to go big, cool. We'll put in Bryson Williams and Silva and O'Banner. Um, KJ is kind of a big man at the small forward position, kind of hybrid guy. It's going to be interesting to see where he fits into all this, but 
your guards are guard slash forwards are super versatile, and I think you're just going to be you're going to go so fast and kind of pressure on defense so much that you're just going to sub every three four minutes and go 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 on people. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I, I also I, don't expect like that many guys to have a ton of minutes this year because of that. Like, I don't expect guys like Mac McClung, like last year playing all 40 minutes of games. Yeah. But we know this because last year we were very high on the depth and then it turned out, well, we weren't super deep. So that some, maybe, some guys yeah. aren't going to hit some guys, sure. you know, maybe we're better for, you know, small D one basketball and, and maybe can't hit on the power sure. five level. So you got to kind of take that for what it is. But you know that happened to the majority of these guys. The majority of these guys have played competitive ball and have been successful. Yeah. So you expect a lot of that to translate. Um, yeah, and I but, have a point when we get to our offense about that too. Yeah, same, same. Um, so I I haven't taken too much time to kind of make an actual roster out of this. I I know that we're going to be doing a lot of what Dustin was talking about, which is moving people in and out, especially with like this versatile versatile of a roster. But um, Dustin, uh, take the next one here, which is the next this season's breakout player. Who's going to be kind of the unexpected show for us? Well, with how many guys are you don't know about, it's kind of hard to pick. I think on your transfers, like your new guys coming in, I think you're hoping O'Banner is your breakout guy. Yeah, because um, you've you've seen the last couple of years and you've struggled at the big man position. Um, he can help you at that spot. Um, but personally, I kind of hope Buzo makes that jump. Guy who's been here showed some flashes last year of his athleticism and length. Um, kind of a TJ Shannon, Micah Peavy type of player with his length and athleticism, mid-range game. So I'm hoping he can, in all this depth and stuff, he can get on the floor and show his experience in the Mark Adams system. Um, and make that jump this year. Um, Brooks, breakout player. Who who do you, who's your pick for this uh, section here? Yeah, I kind of had two. I had like a returner who is going to break out, and yeah, I had Agbo, and I think he's one that we're all kind of banking on to make that second year leap. We saw flashes of it last year from yeah. him, so it'll be nice to see what he can do in year two. And then my newcomer breakout, I, I think Davion Warren is the guy that I'm looking at. And I just mentioned him in my starting lineup, but this dude was one of the top scorers in the NCAA last year, like yeah. the complete NCAA. So he's a certified bucket getter. And what I, what we'll get into about the offense is I love that you have so many guys who can maybe go drop 20 points for you. And this is a dude who can do it. And so, you know, if there's anything in basketball that translates, it's being able to put the ball in the bucket. And so I'm kind of looking at him to be a guy that can be, either a spark plug off the bench or a consistent steady score for us just all around. So those are the two guys I'm kind of looking at. Can, can I be a bit of a podcast Homer and, and, oh, and hope that hope course. that we see, see KJ actually make the transition to power five and, and, yeah. and dominate. Like that's what I would love to see. Uh, Cause I, I obviously after the interview that we had him on, uh, I was already following him going into it. But I didn't, you know, I didn't pay as close attention to it. And I want this guy's dunks to just electrify that, that, that arena yeah. night in, night out. So for him to like end up this season's breakout player, I think would be phenomenal. I, and I know I'm being, again, a little bit of a 
Tailgate Talks Homer on that one, but I would love to just watch that happen because I've seen how much he can sway yeah. the, the, a, a, a game. You can see an entire like momentum shift every time he hits a big dunk. And I just thought of this because he's, like I said, he's interesting with how his size and how he plays because he's a smaller power forward, basically. Yeah. But I think if he really wanted to be, he could be, oh, that ugly dude off of Baylor last year that. Vital. Yeah. Yes. He could be like Vital because a smaller power forward, but never stops, gets tons of rebounds, just pesters defenses and more athletic than you <laughs> yeah like he could be that guy and i think he needs to literally sit down and watch vital film and learn learn that game because that got vital on the floor when he was undersized but a little bigger I mean, yeah. yeah i think looking at the roster he's my most like i'm super curious to see how we use him and 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 what kind of position he's going to be put in here but yeah that's a good pick and not Homer at all, I think. Uh, yeah, well, you know, he was he was on the show. And we yeah, talked I know. Him, but you know, I he's still first recruit too. I think you're I... going to have a lot of Pete Tech fans that want him because he's nationally known and was on a TV show. I mean, which yeah, is yeah. cool. He's a good dude. Like, oh, everybody uh, has seen that too from like from here and every other interview he's done. He's come off as a really good guy. Just easy going, easy to talk to, and and you want to see those kind of people with the kind of drive that he has, just actually see success at a, at the next level. But um, so let's take a look at the next little little one uh, little pick here, which is this season's MVP. Uh, Brooks will will lead off with your choice on this one. Who do you think is going to take away uh, the 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 double T trophy? We'll call it. Um, I'm curious what Dustin's going to say. I'm going Kevin McCuller. Uh, I Kevin thought you were going to say Davion Warren again. No. <laughs> no, I'm trying to give dudes who we don't know the spotlight here a little bit because we're familiar with Kevin McCuller. That's why he's my uh, this season's MVP, because I think he's going to get a much larger role now that some guys who are, you know, ball dominant are not on the roster anymore. And there is a lot of rumors that he it's going to be point McCuller, that he's going to get to run point, which I'm very excited to see. We had a, scrim a secret scrimmage last week where he uh, reportedly dropped 26 points. So I'm very excited to see what this version of, uh, you know, with Mark Adams and this coaching staff, what Kevin McCuller looks like. We've always been a fan of him. He always plays his ass off. He's a elite defender. Shut out, shut down dudes like Cade Cunningham, Jared Butler, like dudes who are in the NBA. Um, and so I'm excited to see what he does. We know he's going to bring it defensively. I'm excited to see what he can do offensively with a little bit more on his shoulders and as one of the returners you know there's a lot on his shoulders so i expect you know either him or tj to kind of step up and be that leader for us yeah and ultimately i just i love kevin mcculler and i that's kind of what i expect from him this season is yeah. a Solid choice, he might not man. be the leading scorer or whatever but what he brings to the team is kind of one of those yeah. you know things you can't really put on a stat sheet um, Dustin, your take season MVP. Who's your pick on this one? Yeah, I think obviously McCullers is a great pick and he's going to do everything. Brooks, Brooks said he would. I think we need TJ Shannon to be our MVP. I think we need, <sighs> we need TJ Shannon to show up. TJ Shannon, like last year, didn't necessarily live up to, I think it was preseason second team, all big 12. Yeah. He ended in third team, but we were pretty disappointed with his 
overall performance throughout the year, his whole body of work. I think if he can show up and be that first team all Big 12 guy and almost put this team on his back um, and have a great third year for us, um, you're going to have tons of success because obviously look over so many past years, if you have a guy that's on the first team all-conference list, you probably have a really good team because of that guy. Um, So I think if TJ can show up and TJ can be first team all Big 12 TJ, we should have a very, very good year. I'm I'm down for it, and I agree with you. I think he he needs to finally step up and step into the role that he is kind of designated for on this team. Let's be right. honest. He's he's supposed to be the veteran. He's supposed to be, you know, the 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 go to guy. Um, I'm gonna go actually with one of our transfers on this one, and kind of kind of ride with with uh, O'Banner. I wanna I because he he's. He's one of the tallest guys on the on the court at all times, and he, he has the potential to give you 20 points a game with 10 rebounds every game. I'd like to see him kind of step up and hit that hit those marks every single game. If he can, I think that that'll help us, especially on the defensive end. Uh, what, do you, what what you got, Dustin? Nothing. Keep going. Okay. Okay. That that's I mean that's kind of it right there as far as like MVP potential. Uh, Shannon or TJ. Would be great to see him t- step into his role that he should be in. Um, I'd just like to see it first, and if he does, awesome. I hope he does. Obviously, better for us. Uh, next, uh, next little little thing we're going to touch base on is going to be kind of expectations, uh, offensive, defensive side of the ball. Uh, Dustin, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. kick it to you first. Offensive side of the ball. What are your expectations from the Texas Tech roster? Um, should be a lot, lot different for Tech fans to watch this offense. Our previous coach, who shall not be mentioned, was very hesitant about when to shoot the ball, waiting as long as possible to get the best shot possible. Um, also, maybe half the times not knowing what the offense is doing. Um, and I think we brought in a great, quote-unquote, offensive coordinator in Barrett Peary, um, who at Portland State, literally like turn them around in a year and they're a top five um, team about shooting the basketball and shooting it. Well, um, his whole philosophy is take the first good shot we can get, like, let's get it up and go. And you also brought in, and the point I have, you brought in so many experienced guards that not only can shoot and make baskets and also play one-on-one stuff, but come from high tempo offenses already. But they're not making that transition from, oh, we just played half court at Hampton, you know. No, we're pushing the ball at Florida State and Hampton and all these other places. We know how to do this. It's not as big of an adjustment to them physically and mentally and game-wise. Like Bryson Williams, Warren, Calhoun, Arn, like they all played really fast at their previous schools. And so that's a great transition piece for these guys to come in and kind of mold together. Um, in that sense, I mean, very true. Um, Brooks, anything to add as far as like what what are your expectations for the offense on this? Yeah, when thinking about this season and looking at this roster and kind of like Dustin mentioned with all these guys that you brought in and the guards and the and the you know front court that you have, like I get real excited, man. Yeah, like like 
like I'm trying to contain myself, you know, not drink the Kool-Aid as we say, like, you know, drown myself in the Kool-Aid, but there's so many options that I think we can do on this offense. You have probably the deepest front court that you've had in a long time. Yeah. And that probably even goes back to, you know, your team that made the championship. You really only had Norrence and Terry Owens yeah. on your front court. You got Bryson Williams, a, a guy who's proven it. You've got Kevin O'Banner, who's proven it. Marcus Santos Silva, who's proven it. So you got a three-man rotation of that experience and, you know, two guys who spread the spread the floor, like O'Banner, one of the best three-point shooting big men in all of basketball last year. Uh, Bryson Williams can spread the floor. Santos Silva can't really do that, but you can use him for a different style of offense. And this is what I think makes us dangerous is our versatility that we can have on offense. You can go big. And you can punish teams big. You can throw in two of those guys and have TJ, Kevin, and just be like bigger than everybody else. And offensively, you can also go small ball where you use one of them as like a stretch five with O'Banner, Bryce, and uh, Williams at the five. And then, you know, you have Kevin McCuller out there who's versatile, can go one through five. TJ can almost go one through five. O'Banner can almost go one through five. Like you have all these guys, so it creates mismatches or the defense, you can attack them in a half-court offense. You can attack them if you're trying to push the pace. So I think that's what I like the most about this offense is just we can attack defenses in so many different ways that it's probably going to keep the other coaches up at night trying to figure out how to stop us. And I'm just really excited to see what this offense looks like past the coach who shall not be named era because that's probably my biggest gripe with him during his time is that offense – Usually it was motionless motion. And yeah, so yeah. I'm excited to see what we can do with some new minds. Uh, we know Barrett Peary's style is let's push the ball. Let's get some shots. Mark Adams style might be a little different. So how do those mesh and what does that create? I think there's a lot of possibilities and I'm really excited to see what kind of lineups and stuff we use to attack on offense this year. And, and hands down, the talent is there to do all of it. Um, so Brooks, go ahead. I mean, while you're on, while you're on the roll there, uh yeah kick off the defense what, what do you what do you expect out of us on the defensive end of the ball i mean you can copy and paste everything i said about the offense put on the defense because <laughs> kind of yeah because because i mean it's the versatility versatility as well like you can attack teams who are bigger you have the guys to go up against the, those teams the guys who are smaller you have the roster to do that kevin mcculler like mentioned he can guard players one through five and do it well um, now, some of the new guys, we don't really know what they can do defensively, but we know they weren't brought in here because they can't play defense like Mark Adams isn't recruiting those guys. Um, so there's a lot of versatility you can use. You can attack teams, um, you know, big or small. I'm curious to see what Coach Peary's influence is. I know he liked to press a lot when he was at Portland State. So yeah. I'm curious to see how much press we incorporate this year. But you know, you know what we're getting with Coach Adams in that defense. We're going to have a bunch of guys fighting every each and every possession. You've got lengthy guards who are going to cause problems for other teams' guards' positions, and then you got really versatile big men who are going to be able to play with just about any anybody. So there's a lot to be excited about on both ends of the floor. Very true. I mean, um, the, it's it's hard to it's, not get super excited when you talk. Yeah, about it, yeah, like. We're just looking so fucking star-studded, Dustin. Uh, I see you. You holding back, man. 
Thoughts oh, on yeah. expectations for defense? I mean, when we were going through this, I think spring and getting guys, you know, to fill in six, our six. roster, we were like six 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 six. There you have seven guys in our guard ish rotation that are yeah. six six or six seven, and our three big men are six eight, which sure maybe say that's small, but they know what they're doing at six eight. But if you're yeah. our, our guards are six six and you can't get the ball into those other guys and we're smothering your guards like it makes yeah. a huge huge difference or we and we can switch everything we're so versatile down there yeah um what i was laughing at earlier when you were talking about your mvp i was just scrolling through this list of the roster i have and their stats and the steals per game just started jumping out at me okay and i started adding it up and if you add up now obviously you're not gonna get this many per game but you got up to nine steals per game as a team on with who's on the roster right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because what did Malik Wilson? Malik, Malik Wilson has, was a pretty good. Malik has yeah. two. McCullough has almost two. TJ with one. Bryson and Silva with a half. O'Banner and Calhoun with a half. Davion Warren with two. Adonis Arms with one. <laughs> good God, that's a lot of, and part of that's their length. Like, yeah. Yeah, their, their length causes problems, and that's going to be kind of our staple. I think is at Mark Adams, no middle switch everything defense, and we're just going to have huge pelican like arms out there, wings of not letting you get the ball and passes in, and making things difficult for you. Um, it's going to be fun to fun to watch. I think with our Adams defense and Peary offense. Yep, uh, I'm I'm pumped for it. And again, uh, I mean we've been we've been watching the roster grow week by week uh over the over the past months and so it's finally here like we're finally at the point where we can see how this yeah. pans out mark adams uh again hats off to him phenomenal job here putting this thing together he's got the talent now let's just hope that it kind of all goes in the right direction um so with that in mind let's look at season predictions big 12 prediction to kick it off uh, Dustin, you were last one there. What's your What's your prediction for us out of the Big Twelve itself? Yeah, we're we're predicted to be fourth in the Big Twelve, which I think going into this season is properly rated. Yeah, um, especially with all the uh, changes we've made, and uh, I think we're going to be somewhere in that top four. I don't think we drop lower than that. Now we are. I think the best thing I read today while doing research on this, we are the team with the most flexibility in our what could actually happen this year because of all these moving parts yeah we could totally flop on our face and nothing blues together or we could be top two or three in this conference and a, a top five seed in the, in the tournament like type team um i expect us to be a little bit of the, in that upper echelon of this conference and be in that top three of this conference um kansas and baylor bring back a lot texas brings back some big big powers um maybe a little overrated but they're they're not bad they're still good there's no need to lie about it (laughs) no they're not yeah they're 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 not bad either so i think that top four is going to be a hell of a battle once we get to those kind of games um i did want to mention that real quick looking at the schedule couple games that i'm like damn that kind of sucks because we actually got a pretty decent big 12 schedule this year i think but our Baylor game both times sucks. P 
because it's just it's paired up with another really hard game. Our very first one at Baylor, we play Kansas that Saturday before. Ooh. So that's just a hard back-to-back for some of these guys. And that's early in the season. You know, how can they handle the Big 12 schedule and going playing Kansas at home and then going to Baylor, you play two top 10 teams back-to-back basically. And later in the year, you got similar things, play Baylor on a Wednesday night here. And then go to Texas later in that week um, for another possible top 25-ish type matchup. And yeah. so both those Baylor games have, have some tough schedules before and after them. Uh, besides that, I'm not too worried about where what the schedule panned out to be. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think I'm, I'm kind of along the same page there with you. We, we are going to. We aren't going to end up just middle of the season, middle of the pack here. There's a shot of it. And again, with everybody brand new coming in, into this picture here, uh, I'm not surprised that they gave us no, no national ranking at all right now. Um, Brooks, uh, big 12 prediction. Uh, What is your thought for Texas tech basketball in the big 12? Yeah, I think what we are uh, pick number four, I think that's pretty spot on. I think that's kind of where we'll finish. Kansas is obviously going to be the powerhouse of the conference this year. Baylor is going to be right back in the fight. And, you know, we know what's going on at the other university. Um, So uh, we got a lot of new pieces and um, that would be one reason to kind of be a little, you know, pessimistic about it. But, you know, we thought we'd be five or six, but they picked us to finish fourth. So that gives me a little, you know, a lot of confidence in in where people think that we're going to, gonna be with all these pieces that we added and with coach Adams and and the rest of the staff he put together so I'll go with fourth in the big 12 I think that's where we'll wind up and then I'll jump into my tournament seating prediction here yeah yeah um I think we are gonna be a five seed uh, a five six seed in that range and you know with the ceiling of a three seed I, I think that's probably like best case scenario is you find yourself at a three seed and if things go wrong and things don't go exactly according to plan, then you're probably in that seven to 10 range. But I think we're in that five, six range. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that uh, personally. And as far as the big 12 goes, I do think that we hit that four, but if everything meshes perfectly and I mean perfectly, like what we're hoping or what we're thinking it can be, I would not be surprised if we ended up with like jumping into a, into the second or third best in the big 12, uh, but that would be obviously perfect scenario and, and not completely likely. But uh, Dustin, uh, what, what's your NC tournament, NCAA tournament seed prediction? Where where you think we I didn't necessarily end do up. a seed, but what I was kind of reading and doing my own thought process of was we're projected to get to that second round of the tournament okay. um, area. I think we can win that second game. We almost did last year. Yeah, I think this team should be much better than last year's team yeah honestly and so i think we had we should have expectations if things mold and go even decent like we should be able to make a sweet 16 run with this kind of team and squad and experience i'm yeah. really i'm really hopeful for it and and uh obviously again we're all super pumped about this about the season coming up um any kind of last uh last tip of the hat before uh, we we kick there uh, before Texas Tech basketball kicks off, guys. I'll just be at the USA on Tuesday. Let's go. You have you have tickets and can't use them. Make sure somebody gets them and goes yeah. to that game. 
don't care yeah. if you make money off of them or not get it to somebody so it gets used and somebody's there to be loud yeah we, we we really do need to make sure that we show out for all this talent that we brought in we need to make sure that we show out and show why they want to come play here at texas tech i'm not i'm not worried about that fans are extra oh, yeah. motivated this oh, year yeah. um 100%. and i mean I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be packed each and every night. Yeah. I mean, you see these other schools posting photos and videos of their student section, and it's like, wow, neat photo. Yeah. Neat, um, exactly. That's another cute photo. Really cute. Uh, yeah. We wouldn't be able to fit in our student section into one single photo unless you were, like, on the other side of the stadium. So, you know. Nah, it doesn't work for, like to, that for us. It's cute to try to keep up, but, you know. <laughs> Um, that does wrap it up for us, guys. Uh, uh, almost another hour-long discussion on this one. But we had a lot to talk about here, especially with how much we love our Texas Tech basketball program. Uh, and so uh, we'll, we'll kind of group that in with, uh, with just something that's just real important to us and plenty to talk about. And we'll have more updates for you next week. Uh, this will be right after our opening game. Probably have something along the lines of like our initial thoughts and how this team is meshing on the court itself. But... Uh, that's going to kind of wrap up club red for us. Make sure if you're not already subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, if it is on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, drop a review below. Make sure you hit us up on all the socials, uh, Twitter. We're at tailgate underscore talks. And then if you're looking to ever follow, uh, any one of us individually, Dustin, find him at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks. You can find him at Calvin B Barrett and me at, uh, Blanca where the L is a one. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. We'll obviously uh, have a little bit more to talk to you guys about the upcoming Iowa State football game, as well as will our initial reactions on this first North Florida game on November 9th. Catch you guys next week, and appreciate y'all swinging by. Everybody else, stick around for the tailgate.